Hello everybody and welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 30, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. My name is Steve and with me as always is Phil. Phil, how are you doing this evening? I am excellent. How are you? I'm doing quite well, quite well indeed. And of course we also have with us Randy. Randy, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. Glad to be back again. Glad to have you back. I'm always glad to be back on this show. <laughs> and it's been a while. It has, yes. Show. I apologize for the delay. That is all my fault. I was on, Steve's fault. on vacation yep. last week, and uh, we were going to try to do the show a little early uh, as opposed to later, but early didn't really work out for me, so we're doing it a week late. Sorry if you were waiting on this episode, and we appreciate you waiting on it, I guess. But uh, we're here now, and... Uh, we're talking about Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. If this is your first time listening to the Game Club, the way it works is like this. We pick a game, the three of us decide on a game, and then uh, we spend a couple weeks playing it, and then we get together and do kind of a, a book club kind of discussion about the game. We talk about things we liked, things we didn't like. Uh, it's not really a full formal review. It's just kind of a discussion amongst friends, and we invite our community to uh, check it out and listen uh, and play the game along and submit your comments. We're, we're always happy to read them on the show. So it's like a real book club, but with a lot less wine and cheese, and we don't gather in person. <laughs> we do it online. Yeah, a little bit of wine and cheese, but not, <laughs> not it's, more, <laughs> it's more coffee and Mountain Dew on my it, end. It's not an excessive <laughs> amount, so we, we try to keep it tasteful. <laughs> So, the, Phil, um, do you want to go ahead and give us a little bit of a, uh, uh, a background on, on Shadow Planet? Yeah, sure, of course. Um, so, Shadow Planet, to start with, it's a kind of Metroidvania meets a twin-stick shooter. I mean, that's kind of the best, easiest way to describe it so people would understand what it is. Um, you're this UFO, and you just kind of fly through a maze of, of mazes. And uh, you acquire items and power up like you would in a Metroid game, and you explore. And that's uh, you know how, that's how it works. And you fight big, cool bosses and, and stuff. And uh, Shadow Planet was uh, created by Shadow Planet Productions, which is made of both Fuel Cell Games and Gagne uh, International. So I'm not sure if Fuel Cell, because I looked them up, and their only game is Shadow Planet. And I'm not sure if they were created for the sake of making Shadow Planet or if there's like this goal to make more games. Because the game was designed by uh, Michel uh, Gagne, mm -hmm. uh, who I guess makes up the uh, obviously the Gagne International <laughs> part of the of the group here. Hmm. Uh, so, it, I mean, this is like his brainchild. This is his thing. So I don't know if he just kind of assembled a team just to make this game because he wanted to make this game. I don't know if they're like a game company that plans to make more games. I don't really. Know. I don't have answers for that. Um, so, like I said, it was uh, designed by uh, Michel Gagne, and his background is actually in traditional animation. Um, he's kind of like an animation vet. He's worked on a ton of movies. He worked for Bluth and Warner Brothers. He did like he did work on American Tail, Land Before Time, All Dogs Go to Heaven, Iron Giant. So, you know, hmm. animated films that I, I think most people would know, right? Well, at least most people our age would know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, it, he did this short called uh, Prelude to Eden. You can actually watch it on YouTube. It's pretty awesome. I would watch it. Uh, he's known for 
like producing like like he's like a visual effects artist which makes sense when you look at shadow planet um like he did uh visual effects in uh, ratatouille do you remember the scene in the movie where like remy his name was remy right remy yeah right mm-hmm. yeah remy's eating like the he's eating the food and he's describing it and there's like these like little things swirling around his yeah. head and mm-hmm. like he did that stuff he did all the okay like, all the effects for that kind of stuff. He apparently did like came up with like the, the effects work for the uh, Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon series. So he's got a he's got a pretty sweet resume. He's put out some books. Uh, there's one called Saga of Rex. It's about like this little fox dude. Um, he did a Batman book, Batman Spore, 2003. So he he's all over now. He's now he's video games. He is conquering all all hmm. forms of media. Uh, and Shadow Planet, the idea was kind of explored originally by Gagne in um, a series of like interstitials that he created for uh, Nickelodeon during Halloween of 2005. They were called the Insanely Twisted Shadow Puppets. Actually, Explain to people what an interstitial is. Uh, it is a like in between shows. You might get like a little short or something like that, and and this is what would appear in between, maybe like a. Maybe there's like a Drake and Josh Halloween special, and then it's over. They'll show you a, a, a shadow puppet short, and then they'll move on to something else. So it's not necessarily like a commercial, and it's not necessarily a part of the cartoon that you just watched. It is it is a short cartoon of its own that they would put during commercial time. Uh, yeah, yes, hmm. I believe so. Yeah, it's not like they just showed this. Not it's not like it had like a dedicated spot like. If that's what you mean, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah, I, like, like that night they probably had, you know, a bunch of Halloween specials, and throughout it they just kind of threw these in here hmm. throughout the night. Before we move on from the uh, the designer, I'd like to point out the fact that this might be the first time in history that uh, the last name of a designer has been pronounced properly. And Honestly, I, and, it, and it's funny, and really I know exactly tough. why it is too. It's because of Simone Gagne. And growing up <laughs> in the Philadelphia area, Simone Gagne of the Philadelphia Flyers. So we all know how to pronounce his name. You know how to say funny. that. Because if it wasn't for that, we would have just destroyed Gag- his name. Gagne. Yeah, we would have. Like, and, and Michael and Michael Gagne. Yeah, we, w- we would have annihilated Mitchell, it. Mitchell Gagne. <laughs> I looked at it and right away I'm like, oh, Gagne. Right. Yeah, Gagne. But, you know, we, we've also had just some brutal last names coming up into this point. We're just like, and for some reason they've all been French, too. Like, there's a ton of French designers that we've been playing recently. Yeah. But, yeah, but, he's, uh, can- he's Canadian. This guy's Canadian. He's French-Canadian? So yeah, yeah. So well, There you go. Uh, um, so, yeah, so the, the, the shorts are called the insanely twisted shadow puppets and you can find those on youtube as well he actually uploaded them himself like all the ones he made they're one big one big video file it's only a couple minutes long in in fact one of the insanely twisted shadow puppets is like part of the intro to the game insanely twisted shadow planet like doesn't don't they use it as like part of their uh i don't know how you put it like their like when they show their logo or something like that, or part of the intro. Uh, video? It's possible. It's kind of escaping my mind right now, but yeah, it's it's possible. I mean, the look, the look of that. I mean, if you look at Shadow Puppets, you're just like, oh yeah, this is Shadow Planet. Like, it, you know, it looks like it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, that's like got characters and stuff. Shadow Planet is more like these like like organic, kite strange things, whereas puppets, you know, they're like. They look like creatures and stuff. Um, 
So Shadow Planet was originally released, um, well, it was supposed to be a PC game, and then it was actually picked up by Microsoft to be published on Xbox Live, and they made it part of, uh, Summer, Ar- of the Ar- Summer of Arcade program in 2011, which was probably pretty awesome for them, because I'm, I'm sure when Microsoft picks you up for Summer of Arcade, they're probably, you know, helping fund the project, and, you know, and they're going to promote it and stuff like that. So yeah, good for them to get that. Uh, it was released on August 3rd of 2011, and PC actually just recently, uh, April 17th of 2012, and it has a Metacritic average of 76 on both Xbox and PC. So, uh, and it has an Elder Geek rating of worth buying. Care of Elder Geek, uh, courtesy of you, courtesy of me, yeah, semi <laughs> semi recently. Yeah. So w- with that. You know, you've you've told us your thoughts on Shadow Planet in, in the review, but why don't we uh, why don't you reflect a little bit? Um, you know, kind of looking back, I I actually brought up a concept of one time before of of changing scores or at least talking about video games that you've reviewed in the past to see if you wanted to change a score on it. Yeah, and I don't want to change a score on Shadow Planet. I still stand by what I actually had to say about it. I think that it's. Uh, I think anybody who is looking for a good Metroidvania game on a on a on a cheap budget, uh, I I don't think they can go too wrong with Insanely Twisted Shadow on Planet. Um, downsides of it would be I think anybody who is expecting it to be more twin stick shooter than Metroidvania, they they might be a little disappointed because the shooting is a little bit on the lighter side and it's heavier on the exploratory side. Mm-hmm. And um, and the puzzles. And the puzzles. It's heavier on puzzles and. The reason why it's heavier on puzzles is because you float around in this ship and there's no there's zero platforming. There's like no platforming because right. you can fly wherever you'd like on the ship. But aside from that, like the the gadgets that you find, the tools that you find are are all um, they're all really cool to play with. Um, the art design is obviously phenomenal. Like I can't I can't say a single bad thing about the art design at all. And yeah. uh, and it looks. It looks so fluid; it's not even funny. I, I can't, I can't think of a game that animates more fluidly than this one. And uh, you know, it 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 owes it all to the to the um, to the silhouette kind of art style that they create through the whole thing. My only, in in retrospect, my only kind of setback to it is, I wish there was a little bit more to the story. Like, I mean, I know you don't need much for the story to be effective for for it to to kind of really kind of hit home. But maybe just a narrator just saying three sentences of, of backstory about it would, I think, do a lot of good for the game. But, uh, yeah, aside from that, I really I really can't think of much else I really want to say about it. I really liked the game. I think, uh, I think that I would like to see a sequel for it. And I normally don't say that about games. I, I think mm-hmm. that a lot of great games, once they do it perfectly, I don't want to see it done anymore because they can only go downhill. But... But I think he could do it well again a second time. And I think there is actually room for improvement. And I don't th- I don't mean that as like a slight, but um, right. My only my my biggest beef with the uh, visuals, which like they look awesome, um, and like the sense of scale sometimes is like amazing. Like you're just kind of cruising along, and the camera's real tight on the mm-hmm. ship, and then you'll get to a room, and and it pulls out, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. there's this huge boss, and your ship is like this little dot now. And you know, just the way the bat, like just the backgrounds and just the the scope is pretty incredible. Um, but the thing that kind of sucks about it is that, um, 
other than the fact, you know, it has areas. Each area has its own kind of look. But other than the fact that each area has its own look, I never really knew where I was. I never, I think it, you know, this is obviously a visual thing. Um, I'm always, I was always checking the map to mm-hmm. see where I was going because everything kind of looks similar. Other than the fact that the background's different on, the, on wherever you are, it kind of just has a similar look and you kind of get lost easily. It's not like, you know, let's, let's compare it to Metroid since it's Metroidvania-ish. Um, you know, Metroid, you could show me a screenshot of any cor- corridor in Metroid, and I can tell you exactly where it is and exactly how to get to that location. Because I'm so familiar yeah. with the game and just the way everything looks and just the way every area looks different. Um, whereas in this game, you could show me a screenshot and be like, oh, okay, well, that's from the, the water place, but I can't that's tell you That's from the ice area. Yeah, but I don't know where in the ice area. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know how to get there in my head. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, that's kind of... Uh, that kind of sucks, and I, and you know, I, I guess that's the visual designs. I guess that's a, a downside to the visual design, is what I'm saying, is that everything kind of looks the same. Um, and I'm not sure if that's because of the uh, probably the silhouettes. You know, mainly you're mainly just seeing silhouettes of things, so it's, everything is just black. The only thing that's really just color, or anything that has real color, is the backgrounds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that was kind of my my beef with the the level design. I think the gadgets are pretty awesome. I like how they have mul- multiple purposes. Like you get this claw pretty early on, and you're like, okay, well, I can pick up these little rocks and move up the move the rocks around. But then you're kind of using it as like a grappling hook at one mm-hmm. point. Another time, like you know, other times you're using it to grab onto things while you know wind is pushing you all over, and you're trying to you know you're trying not to fall fall off the path and you know you, you, there, there's probably like all these you know there's all these different uses you're using just this one hook for that you're originally just using to just move rocks and I, I like how the items had like that multi-purpose to them which was pretty awesome even just like the buzzsaw you get the buzzsaw and you know you grind rocks away but you're also using it as a weapon so it's it's cool how how that kind of stuff work and the missile um which is a, such a pain in the ass, by the way. The missile. <laughs> if is, you use the mouse, it's less of a pain in the ass. I, really, I was about to say mm-hmm. I did use the mouse, and it was awful. <clears throat> really? Oh, really? Yeah. I, it's it's so much harder if you use that if you use the missile with the controller than it wow. is with the mouse. I I, if I was playing it with the controller, I would switch over to mouse and keyboard to to shoot the missiles. Wow. <laughs> well, I was gonna say like the missile's cool too because it's like you, you shoot it and you can control it and it does more damage than like you know your regular beam would do. But then. There's almost like this mini game of sorts mm-hmm. where when you fire the missile into like a hole, the camera zooms in and then you're guiding the missile through like these really tight corridors, which like at first I thought it was really cool. And then I thought, oh, no, this, this is really kind of annoying. And that was I was getting so frustrated. That was when I switched over to the mouse <laughs> and I was trying to use the mouse. I was like, I can't I can't do it. I can't do that. I just finally I was like, well, I was getting halfway good with the with using the stick. So I might as well just get good at it using the stick. And, uh, and I did to a degree. But. Um, I will say, as much as I like the claw, at one point in the game, and Steve, we were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. you're in this ice world and you got to move these crystals around, and you're using the claw to like take out, take crystals out of the wall, and then place them back in the wall. And it's so, it's such a clumsy mechanic. Like, I almost felt like giving up playing the game at this point because really, that yeah, that but, is where I I lost it. That was that killed uh, that I had. Yeah, well, I'll let you finish the thought, Phil. But yeah, because I mean, not only is it clumsy as far as taking the things out of the wall and putting them back, but they need to be in a certain way as well in order because you have to. 
it's like a Zelda-ish thing where you're bouncing light off, you know, objects, mm-hmm. and eventually you bounce it into the thing and it opens up a door or whatever. So at, at one point, you, you know, you're trying, you're setting up probably like six freaking crystals in the, in the walls, trying to get this light to go, and the crystals have like four sides to them. And you're trying to, like, spin them to get, you know, the right side, and the crystals are just flipping all over the place. You're like, God damn it. And then, you know, you're not sure if you're getting it right. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you spent 20 minutes just flipping crystals around. And, you know, and if you could just, like, put your hand in the game and just, you know, twist it yourself, <laughs> you know. Like, or if you just had a second arm that you could reach out to turn it into your arm. Yeah, I, yeah. I get you. I get you. You know, I, I don't I, – that part didn't bother me because – I'm not, and I'm not saying this to like rub it, rub it in your faces, but I don't think, I don't think I was stuck on that part for more than a second. Wow! Any so of that I, stuff? I, got, I might have just had been lucky and was just placing them, you know, near correctly the first time. Wow! Was, maybe you were, because I was flipping those things all over the place. I mean, good, wow. good, good on you. But, <laughs> but I mean, Steve also had the problem, so I don't feel as bad. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I went out and I was even, I got so stuck on the last puzzle that involved that it was at the end of the ice level i had beaten the boss of the ice level and all i needed to do was complete this puzzle to advance to the next level or whatever um and there was just this one crystal that you had to put in there and it just would not stay it kept falling out and um (laughs) i ended up uh i ended up actually going out and looking up videos and stuff uh on youtube and i actually found other people having the same exact problem and and, huh. and seeing some of like the crazy things they were doing to get past that part, one guy was stacking crystals up on the ground <laughs> and like a- and angling them on a way in a way so that it would shoot up and hit the thing that you needed to hit. And I was just I got so frustrated at that point that I I was just kind of like because I was really enjoying the game up until that point, uh, even though I did have some issues, other issues with the controls here and there. Um, I was still really enjoying it, and when I got to that part, I just hit a. a I just hit a wall where I was not having any fun anymore because I was so frustrated by it. And, and then seeing other people having the same problem kind of just deterred me. And I was like, all right, I think I'm, I'm just going to call it here, unfortunately. Um, but you didn't have too much further to go after that, by the way. So yeah. Well, the, the thing, I, you, the, you, you definitely put a really good dent in the game. Yeah. The thing said I was at 59% of the campaign. So I, you know, I, I would have liked to have finished it, but unfortunately, yeah, that just frustrated me to the point where I was, you know, when 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 you're so angry that you're just not having any fun at all with it, then it's kind of when you, when I yeah. when I, I when I stop because I I you know whatever I have a lot of other especially things. when you got Guild Wars to go back to. <sighs> yeah, I have you been playing that? I don't even know. I didn't want to bring it up, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you know, you said that you got to fifty nine percent, but I don't think it actually counts it like from beginning to end. I think that counts like all hidden. Uh, treasures okay. and like unlockables and stuff like that so for me i think the highlights i mean obviously i'm, I'm not gonna trudge over design and everything because i i share everything you guys said about that as far as feelings of the art style was great and, and everything um i really enjoyed the boss fights uh that ice yeah, battle in particular yep. that ice boss uh i thought was just really really cool i i loved the hell out of that fight even though it like there was a couple times when I died, I was just like, God damn it! Like I was so close, you know. And uh, but it was just really, really challenging boss battles and and interesting use of having to switch between different weapons um, to to make it work. Uh, I really enjoyed that aspect of the game. I really liked the weapons. I loved. Um, I think it's like the first thing you start out with is the thing that scans. I liked going around. Just it was just fun exploring and scanning things because sometimes you would 
maybe not know where you were going or what you're supposed to do and you would just happen to scan something and it would kind of just make everything clear to you as you know it's like oh i'm supposed to like phil said like use the grappling hook on this thing to hold on while the wind's blowing or something like yeah. that like i the like those things that you that you grabbed onto to me at first just kind of looked like background graphics i didn't even really think i could interact with them but then i was just yeah. shooting my scanner around and it and it registered on one of them and i was like oh okay i can actually grab on it and then it, it was like it clicked and it just all made sense so i thought that stuff was designed really well and and a lot of fun to do um, that uh, that scanner, by the way, you know, not only was it really kind of cool to, and fun to play around with, but it really tied into the whole '50s UFO motif mm-hmm. that the that your main character kind of had. Yeah. I really liked that too. I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of cool. Like you're the scary alien this time around. Even you know? the uh, even like the uh, you get that beam, like the abduction beam. Yep. you know, which is I thought was cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the weapons were really cool, and I, and I actually really enjoyed that little missile mini game. Um, <laughs> it reminded me of some flash game I played like years and years and years ago, and I couldn't put my finger on what it was, but it was, it was a similar kind of idea, except that the controls in the flash game were awful. Um, and I felt like this, uh, it took a little while for me to get the hang of the missile. And I, I totally get what you guys were saying about it being frustrating. I, I still did it on the, uh, Xbox controller. Um, but what I found was that when you... My instinct when I fired the missile was to right away start trying to control it. And almost every time I did that, it would either crash into me and explode or like go right <laughs> into something else. And it was just a mess. So I kind of started to get the feel for that. You had to fire it and then just kind of give it like a second to like kind of get out there. And then you could right. grab it and take control of it much easier. And once I, f- once I got that down, I, I felt like it, it clicked for me. And uh, that especially obviously helped on that, that ice boss battle, which I won't spoil for anyone who... Well, just go ahead and spoil. I mean, this is Game Club, dude. Well, we're yeah, doing, well, I guess spoilers. we're going to be showing footage and stuff of it we're, anyway. Yeah, we're doing but, spoilers. I mean. <laughs> but yeah, so it's this boss battle, and, and it's the same thing. you got to use the missiles to uh, to hit the ice crystal things, which then shake off uh, this barricade that's inside of this, this boss you're fighting. Meanwhile, there's lasers shooting all over the place and these little snowflakes that are throwing frost darts at you and then you got it so you got to clear all this stuff out and then once you get it clear you got to get a missile in there you know kind of like the uh the death star uh uh little the little ventilation port you got to get it in there just right so that it goes in and hits the core and blows up the boss so you got to repeat that three times each time it gets you know incrementally uh more difficult and uh yeah uh, yeah, like the like the path the path to the boss's core changes a little bit. Yeah, it like changes angle angle the missile a little more. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then, but then on top of that, you're also having more in, like environmental distractions going on as well. Yeah, there's tons of shit going on. Um, it's very Legend of Zelda: Link to the Pasty in in its boss design almost, but harder. Yeah, mm. yeah. A lot. I, I was thinking that just yeah, like it's very much like a Zelda. Oh, there are very much like Zelda bosses. Like you get the item of the stage or whatever, and then you're using that usually to defeat the boss Mm -hmm. and you usually what's cool is you're using you're using like a bunch of your tools to defeat the boss you're never just like using one tool and then switching back to like your default item you know you're kind of like juggling between all your items which is very cool and then i gotta also say like the game doesn't have much music but the music during the boss fights is always awesome uh it's just like crazy drums going on yeah and then when you get hit it's there's a cool noise like you know, instead of just like some kind of, 
I don't know, I can't think of a good example of a game where you get hit and you hear like a noise where like obviously you got hit. Instead of in this game, it's just like this low hum that kind of happens whenever you mm-hmm. just get like destroyed. And it's like re- like really cool the way it works. It's like it has very good atmosphere. The game, all the all the audio is very good. Especially, I I like when the boss fights or in, even in the mini boss fights when you hurt the mini boss, especially if it it's a a monster kind of attached to the insanely twisted shadow planet. How it gives off that like hurt sound. Yeah. How it's like I love that. It's almost like the whole planet is moaning instead of just like that one boss is just kind right. of moaning. Mm, right. Um, they I can't remember what the heck that it really kind of reminded me of, but I'll tell you what the the sound design. And the scale together kind of made you feel like you are just this tiny little speck exploring mm-hmm. just this giant cavernous system. And I really loved that. Yeah, I actually, I just finished the game tonight. Um, so, like, I'm hot off the uh, final boss. That final and boss is there a is, B. Yeah, it was tough, but there was definitely a few times where I was, like, grinning during it because... It's just it was just awesome. It was just cool, you know. Like <laughs> it was hard though. I was getting I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it. I was like, I'm running out of time. I got to do it. And I I did do it. He is tough, but I got better at him. That is where I got my biggest hang up was honestly that final boss. I bet you. What I what bet you what, I what part? What part? He had like he has three different phases. What what phase was the one that got you? Um. He has the one. You, the first one is he has four tentacles and they're just firing shit everywhere. No, the it's the phase where the he lasers. keeps doing the lasers. Yeah, the lasers is tough. Yeah, he keeps doing the lasers and you have to like inch yourself closer and closer. Yeah. And the lasers, as you get closer to him, just get narrower and narrower that you can like exist in. And and then when and you get like that golden moment to fire, you've got to like at that split moment shoot a missile through a few like lasers that might be down, and and it's right. totally worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. And then after that is when you gotta use the buzz saw, which is not as hard as the laser part. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's cool. And I didn't uh, unfortunately check out any of. There's like a, there's other modes, right? There's like a there's like missions in there, right? They're not worth it. No, they're not. That, that was my other beef with the with the multiplayer. I I kept wanting to try it and kept wanting to play it. And I even said it in the video review. I never found anybody else online. I had the same. Uh, I tried the same thing, and and yeah, I I never found another game or another match or anything to to join in on, which was disappointing. And I guess it's worth noting that this game uses uh, games for Windows Live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Which that is... is definitely worth noting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's I... not their fault. That's not Shadow Planet. Man. No, no, it's not. But it <laughs> and I wouldn't necessarily say it's a dig against the game because I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, they got the game out there, and it 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 just it's every time I use play a game that uses uh, games for Windows Live, I'm reminded about how useless it is. So <laughs> I guess that's that's the only thing worth noting. I got my achieves out of it. I got my achievements. You got some achievements, eh? Oh, I actually forgot that it had some achievements. Oh, I should, yeah, I should, I I should look my... at my achievement list. Mm-hmm. I got some chivos. <laughs> nice. Get that gamer score up there. I think so it's what, the first time I've got achievements like a year and a half. All right, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say so like out of, out of the out of, for the both of you guys, what were like your absolute high points and your absolute low points for the game? Uh, my absolute high points uh, for me were the boss fights. Um, yes. Without a doubt, and the low points would be just some of the controls. I just felt were uh, ice crystals. Ice crystals, yeah. Crystals. There were other. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I'm having a hard time coming up with uh, what they were specifically beyond that. But I know that there were times in the game where there were some contro- moments where I was 
controlling my ship and I was or trying to do something and I was just kind of like this is really frustrating but I pushed through until I got to that particular point and then I was just done but yeah th- those would be my highs and lows Randy what about you highs yeah for me it would be like uh, I think uh, you know my high would be honestly the the art design my low would be I really think that they missed a huge opportunity of putting in some awesome music into the into the stage design because the music that's there is phenomenal, mm. but um, they really could have added a lot of personality to each level if they had a theme to the levels. Kind of like, kind of like Super Metroid, where you you could you could listen to the music from Super Metroid and envision exactly which level it's right. it's going to be on, and vice versa. You could look at the level and hear the music. But you know these levels don't have music at all, and, and I think that they they missed a, a golden opportunity there. But um, I, yeah, I think we cite Super Metroid. Probably every other game club. <laughs> it's a really damn good game. I think it's like maybe. <laughs> I think it may be the, the greatest game ever created. We might have to. Ju- we might have to do a super, uh, We should just <laughs> do a Super Metroid uh, game club. Yeah, I, I would do that. I, I'd be down for that in the future. It's like, it's like perfect. Like the game that. did. Yeah, it did so much right, and and it and it did it in a time when the Super Nintendo was doing a lot of right things to begin with, but it, it did so much so different than everything else on the market at the time. Um. So yeah, yeah. We really haven't done a classic game in in quite a while, so it might be we might be ripe for one pretty soon. Mm-hmm. We you know what we got to do coming into because uh, it's only going to be like two or three game clubs away uh, for for October. We definitely got to do like Castlevania Four. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. We definitely should. Definitely should because we did Symphony last year, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. we did. Yeah. Now, what about you, Steve? You didn't do your highs and lows. Yeah, I did. He did. Not Steve's Phil. <laughs> you didn't do your oh, highs. Oh, I basically and lows. I agreed with Steve. Uh, the uh, highs. Well, you said the art. I guess the art is the high. But let's game wise, you know, design wise here. Well, I guess that counts. But <laughs> boss fights, boss fights are awesome. It's like screwing around with crystals with the claw, the, easily the low point. Easily terrible low needs to be rethought. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a cool game. I like it. Um, apparently reviewers were complaining that it was too short. I thought it felt, I thought it was a fine length yeah. maybe because I, I don't know, maybe because my time is, um, you know, you're sh- because your time is short that a shorter yeah, game my is, time is short that like, yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that I was just able to play like this game in you know, three to four hours, however long it took me to do. Well, how much does the game tip? I got it during the steam sale for like two dollars or three dollars or something like that how much does it typically go for is usually it like, t- like a 10 15 yeah 10 well, or 15 maybe for 15 dollars i could see that argument being valid from some people but i mean we've often said that we we value uh a, a short really good game more than uh, a game that is stretched out in length and maybe not that great right. but um yeah but I, I guess i could see that point of view for a 15 dollar game but I, I can't relate to it because I didn't pay $15 for it. Yeah. Shadow Planet is, yes, $15. But, I mean, that actually brings up another good point, though. It's an older game, and if you are interested in it, it's most likely going to go on sale somewhere at mm-hmm. one point or another for, for you know a cheaper price than the 15 bucks. Yeah, I mean, you figure mm-hmm. we're in, getting into September here, so the uh, Steam holiday sale is just a couple months away now. and uh, black They do the Black Friday sale, right? 
for Steam? I, I'm. They almost always do a holiday sale or a winter sale or whatever they want to call it. But yeah. So. If it's going to be anything like the summer sale, almost every single game that Steam sold was on sale at least at one point or another. Right. And, and if for whatever reason, if you're not into Steam, I mean, when that goes on, usually Gamers Gate and, and a lot of the other uh, services are also doing the same kind of deals. So, Although this yeah. game's not... Is this game specific to Steam? I forget. Uh, I don't believe so. I mean, I guess you could always technically buy it through Games for Windows Live, and of course you could always pick it up on Xbox 360. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's that. Yeah, maybe someone should yeah, buy it. Game. Someone should buy it through Games for Windows just so Microsoft can find out if that's working properly. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, like, get a beta test in there to see if anyone, if a, if a transaction will go through properly. <laughs> I, th- I think as as a, a first effort from a guy whose background is in animation and you know probably I don't know his age but if he's work if he's working on like all dogs go to heaven I'm gonna peg him in his probably mid mid 40s maybe oh easily yeah I, I would know? say and easy mid 40s especially since he was not just dogs all God dogs go to heaven but uh, an American tale as well mm. right you know well, let me see I can get his I can get his age real quick well I mean when did that come out like 87 or something like that. Yeah, I was like a little kid when I saw an American Tale. So. All right, I'll man up and I'll admit I cried watching that movie in the movie theater. <laughs> American Tale? Yeah. I don't remember it. But I, I don't do remember, remember seeing it in the movie theater, but I know I saw it at some point. Like a like a VHS rental or something. Poor little Fievel. So he was born in 65. Okay, so he's like he's like 11 years older than me. Okay. Let me get out the calculator. I know. I'm like <laughs> That would be 40, 47. 47. Yeah. <laughs> 40, I was right. I, I was right with the mid four, well, late, later 40s, but I was close. Uh, yeah, so for a guy in his mid, late, you know, late 40s, and he's an animation guy, and he just wanted to put, like, a video game together. Awesome game. Yeah, like a great, a great first effort. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, a lot of thought put into it, and I don't know what his background is in video games. I don't know if he had you know played video games all through their you know period of you know he's been he was old enough to play video games since the dawn of video games you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i don't know if he followed the industry or or what but yeah great first effort and I, yeah. I i'm curious to see if he does more and and you know if like you said randy if they did like a shadow planet 2 you know there's there is room for improvement and if he nails it it would be a pretty awesome game like right now uh i mentioned the average on metacritic is a 76 and i hate citing metacritic but mm-hmm. i mean it's but it is an industry know. standard it, it is become an industry much. standard and mm-hmm. i you know i'd say that's i would say it's a pretty fair score like i, I think it's on that one i think it's kind of on the mark mm-hmm. yeah so, I could agree. and i don't think that's bad i don't think 76 is a bad score people no. think like i don't know there's this there's this mentality that when the metacritic average falls below like 85 that the game is shit i mean that's not true mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you yeah if, if it's a game, game that, if it's a game that you're interested in i would say that anything that's like above a 60 you could is a pretty good bet for you like if it's if it's in a genre that you like you know yeah yeah like all right here's a good example i didn't write my uh review yet but i plan on writing a review for super mario brothers 2 for ds mm-hmm. um and i could tell you right now i will definitely give that like a three out of five but i believe <laughs> it's a great game still Mm-hmm. It's just three out of five. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. 
I, uh, I did some quick uh, Googleage, and uh, it looks like ITSP, you can only pick it up on PC through Steam and through Xbox Live Arcade. Hmm. Interesting. Interestings. Interesting. Yep. That could always change in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But so I guess all three of us give it a at least a worth trying. It sounds like. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, yeah, well, if it's on Xbox Live, I mean, then people have the, the ability to, to download a demo, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would say, uh, if you're on the fence and you have an Xbox lying about your house. Uh, go ahead and download that demo and try it out first because it's in Xbox monies. By the way, it is eight hundred pennies. What's the Xbox really. monies? So that's, so that's ten. So that's ten bucks then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so if it's, for, if it's you get more expensive on Steam. That's weird. I think it's because on Steam, when you when you buy it on Steam, you get the game plus the shadow hunters game that's that automatically comes with it and if you want to buy the shadow hunters game that counts as dlc for the standard game uh, on xbox live arcade the, so the standard game on xbox live arcade is 800 and the the shadow hunters is what's the shadow is that the one where you can't find anybody to play it with online that's exactly oh, right okay. it's the one you can't find anybody to play with online <laughs> so you pay five dollars to play with no one yeah <laughs> right uh, that's cool uh, okay mm-hmm. cool well, all right. Well, then, yeah, check it out on Xbox Live, but don't buy the DLC um, because you'll be regretting that probably. <laughs> you will be <laughs> Unless you and a bunch of your friends all decide you're all going to buy it and play it together uh, <laughs> like one night a week or something like that, then then I guess that would work. But And the it, worst part about you know what? the worst part about games for Windows is that you're on games for Windows and like people are sending you like party invites and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like I know. I like, they're trying to talk to you through Xbox Live yeah. Arcade and you're like, no. I'm like, this no. would be great if I could actually communicate with you, but I can't because <laughs> I'm on a PC and you're on an Xbox and for some reason they stopped at the point where it, you know, actually allows you to have any interaction aside aside from getting a party invite. That's the only level of interaction uh, or sending a message to someone, I guess. I could <laughs> send them a text message. I, I, at one point, uh, Phil and I were both playing it at the same time, and I was sending him, uh, <laughs> I was sending yeah. him Steam messages saying, oh, wow, isn't it awesome that we're on Windows Live and we can talk to each other while we play the game using Steam <laughs> to communicate? But no. Uh, no, you sent you sent a message through Xbox Live. I didn't know how to get it, and then you communicated through Steam. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know how to check it. What do I do? And you go hit the home button. <laughs> oh God, the home button. Yeah, yeah, Oy. it's silly. But uh, I don't know. I, I I going back a little bit. I want him to make another one because there's so many cool puzzle things that he did with this game that I feel could go so much further yeah like when you turn the entire world i'm like oh this is gonna get awesome and then just as yeah. those puzzles start getting good they stop but yeah yeah oh well all so, right I'm, I'm done talking about this game <laughs> all right well then <laughs> let us let us turn to it's community over. feedback then and uh, uh we've got some feedback from the unofficial uh fourth host of the Autogate game club uh <laughs> frank who always <laughs> comes through with some uh some fine uh, feedback. He said, I'm a huge fan of the game's designer, Michel Gagne. He's been working in this style for some time now, and when I heard he was going to make a game like it, I was really looking forward to checking it out. It doesn't disappoint. <laughs> you all right there? Randy's dying. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. It doesn't disappoint. The design and animation is fantastic. 
The gameplay is equally smooth. I really enjoy the slightly linear Metroidish world map too. I was able, wasn't able to finish it in time. Who knows if I ever will, but I really enjoyed my time playing it. Total thumbs up for me. So thank you, Frank, very much. And uh, if you're listening to the show and you want to take part in our next game, uh, we would love it if you would submit some feedback to us uh, via uh, Facebook or Twitter, or you can email us at eldergeekgameclub at gmail.com. That's all one word, no hyphens or spaces or dots or dashes. <laughs> Elder Geek Game Club. I know. I went I went with a an easy to remember one to type out. At <laughs> gmail.com. That's mail as in mail that you mail people and not mail as in like a mail stripper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm on Steam. I just saw that that game Snapshot came out. The one by uh we talked about it before when we did Offspring Fling. Oh, okay. Yeah, might have to do that in the future. Yeah, we'll queue it up for a uh, future game club. And Very and good. just out of um, just sorry to interrupt with that. No, 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 no. It actually reminded me of something. And I know we don't usually do like news type stuff on the show, but it's worth noting that today is the day that the new green light thing came out for Steam, um, where now you developers can I guess submit their games to be evaluated and reviewed and kind of thumbs up by steam users and then they can then potentially be put on the steam marketplace for sale uh so it's, it's kind of like project Greenlight uh for um indie games on steam kind of yeah I, w- I was taking a peek at it today it seems seems kind of cool but we'll see we'll see what happens see what the community decides is worth buying <laughs> mm-hmm Yes, All right. Any uh, anything else tonight, Steve? Nope. Let's. Uh, speaking of uh, next games and submitting your feedback for them, I guess uh, we've decided that for the next episode of the Game Club, we are going to be doing Dear Esther, um, which has been a game that I've been wanting to play for a while and have not really. I, I think it's relatively short. So if you guys out there are looking for something that isn't a ton of time commitment uh definitely uh give dear esther a try and and uh, send us some feedback we will give frank a little company you know in the uh, community feedback yeah. section <laughs> i love reading frank's name on our on our notes it always says frank via schmoozle because he leaves his notes on schmoozle.com but yeah. i always read it as his name is frank via schmoozal <laughs> like, that's such an exotic that's name a, frank that is that is a good name <laughs> <laughs> So, but uh, about Dear Esther, I, I haven't played it yet either, and but I, I'm I'm dying dying to play it for a few reasons because uh, um, I'm a big fan of video games that kind of push the definition of what a video game is kind of supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and I, and this looks like one of those kind of games. So there's there's tons of people out there that are like, this isn't even a game. Yeah. There's no. It's been very polarizing. What I've what yeah, I've heard I don't know of it. Any, I I know nothing about it, so I'm going to be going in there totally yeah you know it's definitely like randy said it's it's from what i know of it it's one of those things where people have kind of been of two camps one being where like this isn't a video game and then other people being like well it's a experience that you couldn't have any other way um except through a video game engine so um it's uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. And the and the and the guys who did it, uh, we were talking about this before the show. It started out as a Half Life mod or Half Life Two mod, and then they actually made a self-released uh, freestanding game. And now these same guys are making the sequel to Amnesia. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of interesting, and and I'll be curious 
knowing all that kind of going into it, uh, how it will uh, skew or not skew my opinion of the game. Yeah, it'll definitely skew how I'm going to be approaching the next Amnesia game. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Mm. I, yeah. I still got to play the first one. I mean, I'm talking about it like I know what I'm saying, but I haven't played the first <laughs> Amnesia. It's one of those games I got to pick up, and, and it's it, it's always on sale, like, all the time, and, and at some point I got to just grab it and play through it. I'm not a huge fan of horror games, but um, I think uh, I could give that one a try. Cool. So, yes, Dear Esther, please check it out. Or if you've already checked it out, if you played it months ago, we'd still love to hear your feedback, and, and we'll read it on the show just the same, even if you don't play it over the next two weeks. That's totally fine. Send it on in. Put it up on our Facebook wall. Uh, post it on eldergeek.com. Uh, send it to us over Twitter at eldergeek.com. Um, email that email address that I said earlier. Uh, any, any of those means, and we will read them on the show. And speaking of things like that, uh, we'll just go ahead and do our usual spiel. iTunes and Zune people, we uh, would love if it would uh, if you would take a moment and maybe give us some ratings on there. We're always happy to take stars. Or if you actually want to leave a review with your stars, that's even better because then you know it makes us feel nice when we read people say that the show is either good. And if you say that the show isn't good you know that won't really make us feel nice but at least we'll be like hey at least someone listened to the show and they didn't think it was good <laughs> <laughs> i i take negative over nothing almost sometimes so that's fine we take we're always happy to hear criticism constructive preferably um so yeah please do that uh you can also check us out on stitcher radio stitcher radio is a uh really nice app uh for iPhones and Androids. Uh, if you're using an Android and you want to check out podcasts, um, it's it's a pretty nice solution. So uh, definitely check us out on there as well. Just search for Elder Geek Game Club on Stitcher Radio. And that's about it, really. Head over to eldergeek.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch TV. Lots of good stuff going on all the time, guys. Do either of you have anything you'd like to uh, plug? Uh, I know you've uh, coming soon, we are going to be having our Friday night creature feature charity marathon, which by the time everybody hears this, you know, hopefully the official announcement will be coming out. But uh, our next charity marathon is basically going to be taking place in the entire month of October. So uh, get geared up and get ready for that. It, it's already shaping up to be pretty, pretty awesome. And Very cool. Phil, I know you've been a little busy lately. You have anything you want to plug? Uh, sure. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I made a new cartoon a couple weeks ago uh, for the Read Only Memory series. It's called Take a Key for Coming In, which is um, a Ghost and Goblin short. And, you know, when that the title of that, if you're a fan of the game, when you when you defeat a boss, he, drop, he drops a key, and that's what it says on the screen. Randy, it sounds like you're getting shot at when you when you type on that thing. I'm so sorry. I need a quieter <laughs> keyboard for when I do shows. Um, <laughs> Sounds like I'm hammering nails in yeah. when I'm playing, typing on this. <laughs> so, yeah, check that out on uh, just uh, you do a YouTube search for Shamoozle. That's my username. You can find it there. And Or if you want, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm also Shamoozle there. Yes. So. And you can follow me at Steve Wilkinson on Twitter. That's my name spelled out. <laughs> Sounds so excited about it. I'm a, uh, yeah. yeah. If you want to be if you want to be enthralled with my my wit on Twitter, which I try not to ever do because I don't want to be one of those guys who's like the witty guy on Twitter. But you know, I'm just you don't you're not a Twitter spammer. 
Uh, no, I feel like no, I'm no, getting no, bad. No, Am no. I getting bad? No, no, you're no. fine. No, no, not at all. Mm. No. Right. I feel no. like I'm starting to get bad. No, no, you're not getting bad. <laughs> I think you're. I would, I would tell you. I'd be like, dude, you're, you're getting annoying. I'm gonna unsubscribe from you. <laughs> all right, that's good. And I don't have anything to plug. I don't have anything else going on except that I'm, you know, leveling a warrior in Guild Wars Two. That's about it. Mm. So look for me in Guild Wars Two. I guess I'm not gonna <laughs> say my name on there, but whatever. <laughs> if you see a warrior, it might be me. That's all. Very cool. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. So. Thank you guys very much for joining us on this episode of Elder Geeks Game Club. We will be back in two weeks with Dear Esther. Uh, and have a great Memorial Day. Not Memorial Day. What the hell am I talking about? Labor Day. Holiday. Labor Day, yeah. Enjoy it. Labor Day. Don't go into labor. Uh, <laughs> unless, If you really have to, then go into labor by all means. Um, but preferably not. Much love. Take care. <laughs> much love. <laughs> One love. <laughs> bye, 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 people. <laughs>